Yeah, where's my fucking notebook? Oh, where's my notebook? So I can start taking notes when you start going on a tangent so I can remember things I need to talk about. Yeah, I'm going to try not to tangent today. You know what? 200 episodes in, I think it's time for Casey to learn how to finish a thought. Oh, you've heard it here first, folks. (laughs) We'll see. Stay tuned. (laughs) Or is this the 200th time he's lied to me? Or, or, or what if I learned by not ever starting a thought? And just let you talk the entire time and say things like, yes, girl, queen, queen, did you ever, queen, ooh, queen, up and down las palabras, para porque tú eres fuego. Welcome to the Tony Soto Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Gay Power Half Hour. And for like the 200th fucking time, I'm Tony Soto. And this here is... Casey Liar, 200th guy. We did it. 200 shows. We have done 200 shows. 200 Gay Power Half Hours. How do you feel, Casey? I feel great. It's great. We're 200, we're 200 years old. It's our, if we were a country, it would be our bicentennial. But like, we must have taken some breaks here hours. and there because it felt like forever that we've been doing this. So I went back to, because I was like, when did we fucking start doing this? And I went back to, so I, I, I um, do you know how many, di- how many uh, years 200 weeks is? How many years is 200 weeks? It's like less than four years. And I was like, okay, well, then we've clearly taken some major gaps off because it was more than four years. And then I went back to Spotify to look at like when we put up the first episode and it was 2016. But then I remembered we didn't put episodes on until later. So I was like, because at first I was like, wait, we started this in 2016. When did this fucking world start? Because like that (laughs) felt like 2016 feels like yesterday at this point too, even though it feels like a million years ago. Right. Um, Turns out we started, I think, in early 2015. Yeah, it was short, like, cause, like, cause I moved here in 2000, September of 2014. And then I feel like you tried to do something with Will. And we that didn't, and that, yeah, and that didn't work out. Um, so then it was like, well, come to your senses. Let's, let's us do something. And so, yeah, it was shortly after. Yeah, it was shortly after. And we were riding high. And then, um, uh, uh Trump. Yeah, why did we take a break? I think you got HIV or something like oh. that. I don't know. <laughs> well, that'll derail lot. some things, won't it? That'll put some <laughs> things on hold, won't it? That darned HIV. I, uh, but, you know, I mean, I think but before we move on into other things, I do want to say that, I mean, what a, what a, what a four some odd years it's been doing this podcast with you, Tony. So much has happened. So many memories. I, vaguely remember some of them and i have uh distinct laughing impressions of others i don't remember all of the content but it's been a lovely time being your friend and watching you blossom as an icon oh well you know and it's always been nice to watch you be there uh 
you know, here's the thing I want to say about uh, GPHH is like, uh, and we've said it before, it's, and you put it in perspective, it's like you're watching the, the, the growth of a friendship. So literally, no matter what, we've given you 30 minutes and it could have been, we could have hated each other that episode. Uh, we, you know, I remember distinctly when Trump was elected, we both cried. So. Yeah. Well, it was terrifying. I remember, I remember. Yeah. I mean, um, when Trump was elected, that was like a low point. I remember you and I would, well, we don't really do it in the same way anymore, but like we will fight about um, things how about this? You were great at being mad at me without telling me why and just being like, that's pushed through. We do content no matter what. Content is, <laughs> we have to, whatever happens, happens. We're going to be really honest about our content. And yet you would also then be like, welcome back to the Gay Power Half Hour. Casey, do you have anything to say? Because <laughs> like, we're usually pretty give and take, you know, but I would always be like, oh, Tony's mad at me when he would just be like, yeah, uh -huh. and... Well, you know, let's just remember who holds it all up. All right, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, it's been, and, and, and quite frankly, I think in the last year, for sure, we've been crushing it. Like, I think that, like, regardless, you're going to get, um, you're going to get the truths according to us, our truths, um, and uh, hopefully uh, you laugh. Hopefully we do offend you a little bit. Hopefully we get you thinking. You know, like we, this podcast is for everyone. Yeah, and we, totally. And we're, and so 200 in, we're going to keep it. We did want to do something spectacular for you. We did have intentions on making our 200th episode really special, like maybe do a live something. And then, you know, it just got to it where like, you know, the Corona coaster, you don't, it, it's hard to try to make something uh, fabulous. So right. let's just give you uh, what we give you. Which and is, what are we going to do that's fabulous? What uh, yeah, are we going to do that's fabulous? Exactly. What are we going to do that's going to fuck it? First of all, we're, we're both like, when I woke up this morning, I was like, I know I'm going to get a text from Casey saying, let's not make it fabulous. And I am on that ship. <laughs> I am <laughs> on board. Let's give them what we give them. What are we giving them today, Casey? Uh, today, we are going to talk about the most important news in the country, and that is that uh, Taylor Swift's new album just came out. <laughs> is that where we're starting it? Literally, uh, we, before we started recording, he goes, Taylor Swift. I said, who gives a fuck? And that's how he wants to start. Okay, okay. So sell me on it. Why do I need to listen to the new Taylor Swift album? I'm not saying that you need to listen to it. I'm just saying that there's one song about Rhode Island and it's the only time in maybe my 30 years that I've ever listened to a song and been like, I know what you're fucking talking about. I am in there. <laughs> and it's actually the catchiest song from the album. It's called The Last Great American Dynasty or something, whatever. Um, and it's about her house, which she... Um, uh, bought and moved into in Rhode Island and it's um, like a former so, like Vanderbilt or Rockefeller house I wasn't really listening to lyrics I just after I heard Rhode Island I was like stop um, but I do want to say this about Taylor Swift like she sure. now has gained like everyone is like without um, 
there, she releases album with to no like fanfare or build up. So there wasn't any time for everyone to be like, oh, remember that we hate Taylor Swift for all these reasons. And then the album came out and all the reviews are like glowing. And so everyone's like, oh, she's so mature now. And I am just like wondering, like, has she moved on into this next? Can gay people and people of color like Taylor Swift or is she still just kind of like um, the hero of I like think that, I think gay that white woman? And- I think that Taylor kind of salvaged a little bit when she did start getting a little political. I think that was like what her fan base was wanting from her. Um, I, look, there's no question that she's a gay icon. I mean, I don't, I don't follow her. She's not really someone that I listen to, but I do know that gays love her. So my question is, how old do you think Taylor Swift is going to be before she retweets uh, dangerous rhetoric from a doctor about uh, <laughs> hydrochloroquine? It is, it is super interesting to watch. So Madonna um, uh, got... Uh, this affects me. Can I just go ahead? Yeah, explain. But then I want to tell you that it affects me. So um, Trump tweeted out, retweeted, and so did his um, uh, brain dead son. They retweeted some uh, uh, doctor uh, from... An Amer- oh, she's, in, she's a doctor in Houston. I think she's from West Africa. And she is touting the benefits of hydroxychloroquine and saying there's... Um, a cure for COVID and that masks don't help. And then, and then it gets crazier. But so, so Trump was into that. And then Madonna <laughs> tweeted it too with like, my hero, this is the truth. And she left it up for a whole day, even after Trump got called out and Twitter banned it and Instagram banned the video for false information. So, but Madonna, can't Madonna kind of do whatever she wants and get away I mean, with it? this is, this this is, is my thing. Albums. This is my thing when it comes to, like, because everyone, so Madonna is, I'm old, I'm 40. Madonna was my diva. Like, when I was young and, you know, when MTV became created and, you know, a young, uh, uh, sprouting young queen was watching music videos. Madonna helped me be gay. Like the fact that like, I remember I saw um, the first two boys kiss on um, her documentary, uh, 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 Truth or Dare. So that was the first experience that I was like, oh fuck, that shit is normal and you can do that amongst your friends. (laughs) You can kiss other boys in front of your friends. So like to me, now, I don't really follow Madonna's new music since probably when she did uh, the Bond movie song. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, because like after Ray of Light, I was like, how are you going to top that? Well, Confessions <laughs> on the Dance Floor is a pretty solid album. Let's it's a, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, she, she's had some, but, but here's my thing. Like, it's just, body after that. Madonna's, the, the concept of Madonna and the fact that Madonna was breaking down barriers uh, when I was young and influential uh, means that she'll always have a special place in my heart. However, I do know that Madonna is um, uh, maybe a crazy person who uh, is terrified of getting older and I think terrified of death. So like, you know, sh- her, she might go a little wacky. <laughs> yeah, I think if you're terrified of death, maybe don't believe everything that every internet doctor tells you. <laughs> you know, uh, maybe wear a mask, Madonna. But also... <laughs> Madonna being one of the original, like, um, especially female pop stars who uh, coming out at a time when the world became all consumed. Like the 80s were like the all consuming of celebrity. You know, I actually watched that Michael Jordan documentary. Oh, you did. 
it's so good. And it's so good because it really does wrap in like, you know, the eighties and the nineties, um, just culturally, you know, it's just like, it's a, it's a, uh, fucking 10 part long fucking documentary. About yeah, it. But it he's such like an a... international icon, you know, and the way that that clearly changed him over time is real. Madonna as well clearly changes from the fact that you, every move you make, is not your move to make, you know, like it's for everyone. And, 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 and that, and that, that changes your brain. What I think is interesting comparing her to Taylor is that like Taylor, Madonna came in fully fledged. Like I'm a fucking rebel. I'm a punk. These are my politics. Gay is good. You know, like, I mean, she was really, you know, in her defense, she was on, on the right side of things, just speaking her mind. And Taylor came from the, um, the Nashville school of like, don't say anything. You're going to be, you know, you want everyone to be your fan. So don't alienate anyone. And I think the way that she pushed everyone away for so long might actually have like saved her brain for the long term. So it is interesting that like Madonna be by being so open, you know, ha her brain fell out essentially. And yeah. then like, and like, you know, I, by closing off and not letting like, not being available to everyone maybe like saves your like psyche a little bit, but I don't know. Poor Madonna, but also I mean, but let, let us. Idiot. I mean, but, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I was I forgot what I was going to say something like. Well, anyway, she's I, also I, not in charge of the country. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's a that's a major point there for sure. And the thing is, is like Trump is losing it, like like visibly when so his Corona briefings are back. So I don't even know that he's brought the doctors in the room yet since he's reinstated them. But he did one yesterday, I believe. And he's one of the reporters loves to get him. They love to get him. They like to rib him. So they're like, hey, Fauci has, uh, has some pretty great approval ratings, Trump. How do you feel about that? And he's, he, he basically goes on this rant where he's like, Fauci works for me. I basically do everything he says to do. So why aren't my rating? Why don't people like me? And it's like, because you literally don't do what he wants to, you do, if you do what he wants, it's reluctant. And then you go and you uh, talk about it in reverse. You know what I mean? Like you're. It, it, I mean, that moment was about as sad and pathetic and, you know, telling of, of his true brain, you know, as anything that he could say. And I, I actually love those moments. He does it every once in a while. It was also, it was like when he walked back from Tulsa out of the fucking helicopter with his shirt and fucking tie undone. You know, that's the real fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, Trump, the real sad fucking like yeah. loser, you know? And um, with this, I mean, it just, I mean, what, you know, what can be said about this man's narcissism and all of that, but it just also goes to show the delusion where it's like, you know, he's jealous that Fauci has uh, high approval ratings. And then he says, we've done the same thing. He works for me. And he has spent his entire fucking last couple of months refuting every fucking thing. Literally, Fauci comes and back in the original days, the OG fucking briefings, Fauci yeah. would say something. Trump would say something fucking contradictory. Fauci would have to fucking clean it up, you know? And then that's not even talking about the Lysol and the well, fucking, all the and, other fucking shit. And then you have the Republicans talking about, oh, well, he got it wrong with masks at the beginning. It's like, yo, guys, it was a fucking brand new pandemic that we didn't know anything about. So you're not going to get it right at the beginning because all the science isn't in yet. How did you see 
that uh, retro video. Can we just give a shout out to Barbara Walters back when she was a baller, back when she was young and she had something to prove? Not view uh. Barbara before Barbara, because there's this video that came out where she was interviewing Donald Trump and she lays into him. She's like, do you think that bankruptcies and stuff are really kind of like the image you're trying to give as a businessman? And he's saying, oh, you know, well, my investments now are being said they're great. And she's like, no, they're not. You know, she used to, she held him to, and this is what I want uh, the press to do now, because, you know, people are like, oh, I'm so tired of the theatrics and the gotchas. It's like, it's not about a gotcha. And it does come off about gotcha with the media sometimes. I just want them to be like, that's not true, sir. That's not true. Well, you know what I mean? Because that would at least hold him accountable in real time, which what Barbara was doing during that interview. Well, and, you know, I mean, and, and you know, Barbara was also his friend. Um, uh, uh, and th that was something that I think at that time, like, you know, Trump back then, the fact that he was full of shit was part of the, like, the fun of Trump, you know, like the, everyone, it was all fucking part of the, the show. And this goes back to the eighties and the nineties being celebrity Trump's everything. It doesn't matter if you fucking put on a good fucking show, you know, you're the best. And, um, Trump was a big part of that, but you watch Chris Wallace's interview from last week or whatever. And that, and that get goes to show script. you get the oh, papers. And this goes to, sh I mean, this, I do think that it's, it's harder for a uh, quote unquote liberal media, you know, CNN, MSNBC, you know, uh, uh, even NPR, PBS, you know, any of that stuff, the real media is perceived as biased. So those questions, but for Chris Wallace to do something like that, I mean, Chris Wallace is legit. And, um, he's kind of a and he'll never fuck, get another but, interview. He'll never get another interview. Well, and that's what it's Hannity for days now. If Fox be, wants an interview, it's going to be Hannity now from now on. So or but Tucker. I, and I also think you know with, when you know bringing up that Barbara interview and just interviews in general and gotcha questions in general, so much is false. So much is false that every question you could fill up an hour long interview with gotcha quote unquote gotcha questions, just trying to figure out some of the fucking real shit that's going on or calling him out on this real shit, you know, but he just, I, I think we're at the point of his presidency in his mind where he believe, he believes all of his delusions. Listen, so he could probably even pass a lie detector test. I he read believes all of his, delusions. I read Mary Trump's book. Okay. I know he believes what he's saying. I know that like, because of his narcissism and because of his upbringing and because of his abuse as a child that like, he believes what he says. However, that doesn't make it any more true. And what we need to do, and like in this day, like where we're all stuck at fucking home where we should be still, you know, where we're all fucking watching our TV like this and like little squares and whatnot, there's plenty of room for uh, news uh, stations to be like live fact check pay oh you know what let's start some let's create some jobs shall we economy let's hire some fucking live fact checkers so as he's t saying anything anywhere with press he's being checked immediately because he's going to believe it to to this day and he's his enablers are going to fucking build him up and and as long as their agenda is going through and the fucking mouth breather slack jaws and flyover are going to fucking be like still sucking the trump dick yeah, I think I think even they're getting it. I mean, I I don't. I he's still got a base. He's still like ninety six percent of his base. base. I mean, it's not getting bigger for sure, but 
you know. Yeah, and, and but I think- Trump's a cheater. Let's not forget that Trump's a cheater, and he's making everything he can do to make it harder. So if he successfully cheats and his mouth breather base votes for him, he could be president again. Um. Yeah, I don't. I think the only. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, he could be president again. Of course, anything could happen in this country. That is very one hundred percent true, and we've seen that because the last fucking four years of this country have been jaw-droppingly insane. I mean, and, I believe you when I believe you when you say you think that people are like coming to terms because I think that too. I think that there is an overall change in the mentality of the American people. I just and, don't trust a cheater. No, I don't trust a cheater too. I just, I just, I'm, I'm. I'm, you know, I'm scared of Bill Barr. I'm scared of Mitch McConnell. I'm scared of Donald Trump. I'm scared of um, Casey, everyone. Oh, I cut my hair, by the way. What um, was, you look great, by the way. Uh, what was, I mean, he was, he was blatantly defiant and he had the fucking uh, pedophile enabler, fucking uh, Jim Jordan, just fucking blabbing at the mouth, fucking foaming as usual. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't understand how you can look at any kind of conservative in politics right now and look at them as leaders, even though they're in leader, leadership positions. You know what I mean? If, if the Republicans win again, and it will, it will be because of um, some sort of like, like a ter- big terrorist attack that, that was an inside job that leads to, you know, martial law or some other kind of like major sort of cheating. So like if that, ha- if the Republicans win- I don't give them any ideas, Casey. Fuck. Well, they've watched The Handmaid's Tale too. They think it's a great feel good movie about the way the world should be, you know? And, <laughs> good old days. <laughs> yeah, the good, old, the good future days. Um, and I think that that is like, you know, these are the people and they show their colors. But like one thing that I think is interesting about America is that it loves to hate politely. And I think that what is really interesting in this is that Trump, like America likes the way that it is. It likes it's like it's racism and it likes things to go back to the way they were. But like. It doesn't want to go back to the 60s. It wants to go back to the 50s because in the 50s, things were peaceful. And right now, Trump has lodged us, and they can see this. Trump is the one who hates with, with unpolitely. And I think that even the, one, I think even the ones that are, you know, even kind of who are definitely on his side with everything and what he believes in are just like, we, we don't want to be thought of as racist. We just want to be oh, racist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't we just, because if we can just be racist, then we're not going to have all these people telling us we can't be racist. Well, well you know, so, the thing, and the thing is, it's like, you know, the streets are still unrest. There's still unrest in the streets. That's the thing too. That's not being covered by the media anymore because, uh, because now, well, no, now that it's secret police, that's news. That's interesting. I mean, that's fodder. So people like, so the media is on that. And we're watching people get pub, uh, like, like fucking kidnapped in real time uh, by these fucking unmarked vehicles. And as an American, as the American people, we're, I mean, we're sitting by and we're fucking like, oh, that's awful. But we're just sitting by. And I th- am so thankful for the people who are still taking to the streets and fucking like trying to demand justice, even within like this, absolute tyranny that's happening well it is interesting you know the point of the media not really showing what's going on because um when uh federal troops were sent to portland it was like it was all about there's chaos in portland there's chaos in portland but if there was chaos in portland the media would have been all over chaos in portland there were protests in portland and the media didn't give a fuck because there wasn't chaos in portland but so when all of a sudden it was there's chaos in portland that gives 
people the ability to be like, well, I hear there's chaos in Portland because the president sends troops, sends troops there, you know? So like, it is important to like, keep a, um, you know, an eye on what is actually happening in all of these cities, right. you know? And, and also especially, but, but Trump's whole like, like sending troops is even fucking backfiring. He can't even do the, like, I'm a strong man correctly. And it's because I already think they've jumped the shark and people are like, no, like it is the most, you know, we were talking about it last week. It's the most blatant attempt at fucking starting a race war that a leader in America has ever fucking attempted. And well, we've and had that, a civil war. And that was <laughs> even they were fucking, even they were like in states rights or whatever. And, <laughs> <you know? laughs> and, that, and that's what's interesting because the Congresswoman who held bar uh, an account when um, she was like, it's really interesting. The, uh, uh, when you come out in force, like not when, in Michigan, when uh, armed white militiamen with swastikas uh, and Confederate flags were saying they wanted to lynch and fucking shoot and kill uh, the governor um, and like had an effigy, had her by a noose. Um, and, and Barr was like, oh, I didn't know anything about that. And she was like, that's interesting that that you don't know about. But, you know, when it comes to black and brown lives, that's terrorism. That's domestic terrorism. That needs to be stopped. It, uh, it, uh, listen, like, p make no mistake that on one end in this country, you're hearing we have a race issue and it's terrible and it's awful. And then you have people in high leadership roles saying, not a problem here. So, it, so the, the country is so torn. And at this point, this is where I'm like, burn it down. You know, you know what I mean? Like at this point, it's like, like, why are, why are American citizens still just getting fucking uh, pepper sprayed and shit by these people? Pepper spray fucking them, you know, Billy, at this point, it's chaos and we're being beaten in the streets and, 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 and the American people are in charge of this country, allegedly. Well, and this should not be happening. And no. then you have fucking uh, Republican uh, uh, leaders saying, you know what? Six hundred dollars is too much. That feels like we're paying you to get through a pandemic. Yes, you fucking morons. That's what you should be doing. If they're going to have to double down on the, um, you know, the uh, package they gave us in the beginning, you know, the one where uh, they gave us um, uh, uh, 1200 bucks and $600 extra in employment and some various other services for like a month and a half or two months or three months or whatever. And if, you know, this is why we hate Trump. Trump, if you're listening, this is why Dr. Fauci still has high numbers and you have fucking trash numbers because one you're trash and that shows because now you're going to have to spend another bit trillion or maybe three trillion or four trillion dollars to keep people from literally losing their minds you know what happens when all the fentanyl junkies on your side can't get their fentanyl daddy they're going to fucking take to the streets too Okay. Well, so, <laughs> I mean, well, they'll, they'll at least hang out on their porches. <laughs> sure. Just something, on their, just something on their porches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, the, and, and, and they'll definitely put signs on their porches. <laughs> but <laughs> they'll do something, or maybe they won't at least vote, be able to vote. And I think that um, that's if they had fucking done this and done, if Trump had done the job and told people to wear masks, we could have been 
out on the other side of this. And you just can't lie about that anymore. No, no matter what he says, oh, five of 55 million tests. We've done 55 million tests. You can't say that. And then the day before I've said, the more we test, the more, the, the more it sucks. And he just, it is no longer, he can't, it's amazing to see when someone who has gotten to the top by lying his way to the top literally has nowhere to go. He has dug himself a hole to the top. And, and now wanna, he can't dig wanna, any fucking longer. And I want to hold my local government uh, accountable <laughs> too, because like, you know, I wake up, I watch Good Morning America and I hear these states are in the red zone. They should fucking pull back. And California well, is it? definitely one of them. But then you hear uh, Garcetti and Newsom here in California being like, oh, we are in the orange zone. So we're not going to pull back anything. And this is just the facts, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Americans are too selfish to take care of everybody. They only want to take care of themselves. So there needs to be a stay-at-home mandate that is nationwide by the federal government shutting everything down and keeping us the and holding us accountable for two fucking weeks and see what fucking happens. Like, just let's try to get a handle on it. Because I mean, what, what I'm hearing now is shit is coming from this. What's happening in the South is moving to the North. And, you know, even though I have said on this show probably at least 189 times in the 200 times we've done this is that more shit happens that needs to happen to rule america but now that it's a possibility that's catastrophic and no well, one there cares and and also um the we're we're in uh, we're, we're 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 broaching august now and um we were told that the hot weather was going to kill coronavirus you know a while ago didn't mm -hmm. um but also the last century defining pandemic we had was uh the spanish flu and that had a really bad up uh, uh like beginning when it happened around the same time like a winter a bunch of people a bunch of soldiers in kansas got uh coughed themselves to death and then um it spread a little bit but then it actually died down for the summer then in the fall and the winter it came back and killed literally everyone in the world so um Weather, listen we have <laughs> to be fucking nervous we have to be nervous because like here's the thing like hurricane season is displacing people and fucking putting people out of their homes fucking fire season's about to kick fire in baby season is kicking in and so that means our air is going to be compromised oh my you know, god ultimately we are going to have we're going to have a fucking baking ass summer we're going to be hot till october but then once we get in the fucking cold months who knows what it's going to look like then and and you want to go out and have a fucking dinner like Yo. you want to go outside and have a dinner around other fucking people who care less than you do like, are you like, so I had a neighbor today, my neighbor who is new, I, uh, he, a straight couple, uh, they're like, oh, uh, you know, this place is, they just moved in. Oh, this place is great. Yeah. We're going to go have, you know, I was like, you're going to go eat. You're going to go risk COVID for, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, where do you think we should go? And I was like, oh, are you serious? You're going to a restaurant there right now? I'm not condoning that shit. Go, good luck. Go, go walk on fucking this street. That's what I told him. I was like, that's as good. That's as much help as I'm going to be you fucking. You know, I mean, I, I, well, <laughs> Tony Silva, Silver Lake Icon and Los Feliz Curmudgeon, um, <laughs> which I love about you. And that's the way it should be. Also, it's not a good restaurant. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. I just wanted to, I just, I, yeah, I mean, whatever. I, I had something else to say and I, and I forgot it. Um, well, we're at 30 minutes. So we've done a show. 
So, but it's our 200th episode. Shouldn't we, we give them a little? We didn't even get to Ellen, which I still would love to talk about. Let's Ellen. talk about Ellen. Okay. Well, Real all quick. right. We'll we'll give them a little bit more time. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gay icon Ellen it, deserves a little bit of time on our yeah. 200th episode. Yeah. It's all, you know, we're, we're talking about mean people. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my talk about delusional celebrities. So so Ellen is currently now there. The show is in hiatus, but Ellen's show is being investigated. Uh, uh, Warner Brothers is bringing in an outside investigation team to come in and uh, investigate possible toxic work environments uh, on the Ellen DeGeneres show. How uh, can it be toxic if uh, it's not well, run by a straight Because, like, I guess, like, former employees or maybe current employees, I don't really know, and some celebrities even have been like, uh, Ellen is cold, she's standoffish, like it's obviously a, um, a facade. And then like the employees are like, well, she's just mean. Uh, what do you think about that? It's interesting because it's like, this is not news in Hollywood because this anyone- This is like Kevin Spacey being a faggot. We all it's know. It's like Kevin Spacey <laughs> being a faggot. It's like Louis C.K. jerking off in front of ladies. Yeah, you know? we know. It's like, it's like Weinstein fucked everybody. Like this is, this was just like things that everyone knew. Yeah. Um, but no one talked about. And, and it is, it's interesting. And I think it's a good thing ultimately that, um, you know, the, like this, this era defining like power dynamic, um, like, you know, shining light on how on, on power dynamics and how like toxic people at the top can ruin a whole fucking, you know, show or industry or institution or whatever the fuck. But, um, you know, it's good to see that that can, that can, it's not just, it's just, it's just like anyone who is being a piece of shit can get, uh, called out for it. But, um, I don't know, Ellen, was the first gay celebrity and everyone was trash to her. I mean, so. look, here's my thing. I think that uh, here's, here's a, a, a woman who started as a female comic during a time when it was a male-dominated uh, time. You know, she had, to, she had to fight to be fucking t- for stage time to get seen. She yeah, asked, imagine... She fucking gets a show, right? So she's thinking, oh my God, my life is coming to fucking, yes. Okay, and you know what? I don't know. There's no word that she was mean then. You know what I mean? So here's what I'm saying. So follow me here, follow me here. No word that she was mean then, right? So she gets her show and her show is successful. It's very successful. But then Ellen's like, you know what? I want to live my truth and I want to be a lesbian. And for some reason she thought, uh, I want to write it into my show, which, you know, that's, but ultimately that, ruined her career and America jumped fucking ship on Ellen DeGeneres well, for a long, 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 long time. And then she had to come back and I love a good comeback and maybe she's a little jaded now, but this toxic work environment, does that mean she's mean to you and yells at you and you don't do something she doesn't want, what, that she doesn't like? Okay. Does she hit you? That's what I'm interested in. I want to see because, because Warner brothers was saying, um, if the allegations are as bad as, if they prove to be as bad as they have been stated, then it, she's in a lot of trouble. Uh-huh. And so I'm interested to see what that is. I saw the word racist thrown around. I mean, I, I, I'm struggling to, I'm struggling to see it be actively racist and not just like like standard bullshit Hollywood like racist. But I'm interested to see what 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 comes out. Here. And and here's my and here's my message to I don't Ellen. mean to write not that, that off standard bullshit Hollywood. Not that she'll ever Hollywood. get it. But like here's the thing. Here's where you make your mistake, Ellen. You start showing your cracks with the guests. 
Like that's where fucking people are going to start taking note. I'm sure people have been complaining uh, to higher ups for years about Ellen being mean at the workplace. I'm sure that's been, but once it started happening to guests, once guests were like, yeah, she was kind of cold and didn't act like she gave a fuck. Like that's when you start showing the cracks to the people who matter. I've said it in the past where I think that like Ellen deserves, um, the ability to not have to be the nice to everyone, you know, not have to be like, uh, go out of her way, bend over backwards to make everyone feel comfortable because she changed the world to make all gay people feel comfortable. And I'm not sure as a result, she owes anyone an individual anything. And I believe I'm tired that of everyone expecting everyone to be nice. You know, but, you oh, find it's hard to believe. I'm not always nice. I'm but, not always a nice person. And if that's going to fucking affect my career at some point, I got to just be upfront about it now. That's why I was like, I don't really didn't really think I ever really wanted to be on drag race because because I knew I would be that grumpy, mean bitch on the show who was annoyed all the time. <laughs> yeah, um, that would uh, really take away from your brand. Um, <laughs> I think that what I will, what I wanted to say about Ellen um, on TV is that she's she's literally called like the queen of nice, you know. And I think that as a result, and and and. Okay, that fucked TV. Rosie over too. That You're fucked allowed. Rosie over too. Talking about lesbians, you know what I mean? Like she, well, this image of Rosie being like the big old hugger, everyone loved her, had a crush on uh, Tom Cruise, and she came out as a lesbian, and it was like, you know. Well, I mean, I remember this fucking like, um, you know, Ellen came out when I was like twelve or thirteen or fourteen. Clearly, when I was I remember like, the episode dealing with my homosexual. Oh, I remember it all too, and I remember watching that show regularly with my parents. And then I remember after she came out, my mom being like, ah, "I've never really liked the show that much. It's not that funny." It's like, "Oh, really? Now it's not that funny? Why do you not think it's not that funny now?" now mom? Can I just say though, now that I've watched it later on, it's no funny. No sitcom was funny in the night. There was like two funny sitcoms in the nineties. Friends isn't even fucking good. Okay. Seinfeld Friends was funny. Terrible. Okay. Friends Seinfeld is, not is funny. A good show. No. Friends yeah. Is not good. So that, that's just the way that's a cheers. Frasier friends. Cheers was a great show. I mean, Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah. Cheers was a great show. Che yeah. and the only reason why, cause I didn't appreciate cheers as a young person. Cause it looked boring. Cause the bar was so drab. You know what I mean? It's like a brown ass bar. Everyone's like out of shape, old yeah. and like looking. And then, uh, but but then like at watching it as an adult you're like this is so well written this is such a fucking funny ass it, show it's a perfect show perfect. cheers is a perfect cheers is a perfect show and, um, and, and like and like you love everyone right <laughs> like, could use some cliff, diversity could even, use some yeah <laughs> yeah it could, it could like all the all the brownness was just a cameo the brownness they got were carla's uh kids and right well husband. also um Boston is a very segregated town. One. Yeah, Carla was the proudest <laughs> one there because she was obviously Italian. They're like, no, nah, yeah. we're sticking with traditions. Um, but I loved it. And you had, I mean, Kirstie Alley, fucking Shelley Long, fucking uh, Woody Harrelson, Rhea Plus, Perlman. I love a sitcom. BB Newworth. Yes, I love a sitcom with a shady back. Uh, story too where there's like where they didn't all get along and I like that kind of stuff too so. so anyway you could have had a funny sitcom in the 80s and the 90s if you tried Ellen but um you know it was but 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 Ellen but but that alone icon status and also Ellen is funny and also not to mention before her stand-up you know she was probably the biggest female comic and stand-up comedian in the world yeah so like she's she's done a lot I of things I feel like people have if if you have I'm, I'm sorry that if your mental idea of a celebrity doesn't fit 
the realism of it, but just remember you're watching someone going yucka yucka for a paycheck. Okay. So I mean, here's what I'm interested in. Let's not wait. No, hold on. I'm so sorry. But, but she publicly shamed one of her audience members on one of her shows. She, for, she had this like little gimmick where um, the, the audience was allowed to go into a, a room and pick one piece of merch to take with them. And this woman took two or three pieces. There were cameras everywhere. Fucking uh, Ellen started talking about it. The audience was all chuckly, chuckly. Then she was like, here's this girl taking more than one. And then she's like, hey, where are you? Points her out, brings her down, makes her sit in a stool by herself off the audience and was basically like, yeah, because she was like, oh, I took another one because my friend couldn't be here. She's like, they only took one. They probably had friends that couldn't be here. I mean, you know, I was like, so that so show think, gets so those to- things donated for free to put under those chairs or whatever. <laughs> I would, I would hope. And the thing is, is everyone like show, to act better. for it being a toxic show, the show knew it was happening because there was a stool there waiting. <laughs> it wasn't uh, yeah. like, you know, it wasn't like you saw a stagehand come out with it. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of worse shows on TV and more fucking problematic and more toxic shows than the Ellen I'm just show. Saying, stop I'm acting speaking. surprised when, you're, when your fucking bubble is cracked, all right? Get over it. Hollywood's fake. It's all a lie, all right? Deal with it. And, and again, until she, like, raped someone or, like, you know, berated someone in a racist way or did, you know, like, I, if, if, you know, there are, there are ways in which she could absolutely have overstepped the line and done more than just, like, fragilely, you know, hurt a fragile, like, intern or stuff like that. And I, I I'm interested. I'm, I'm interested in what happened, but I do think again, you know, in this day and age, your brand is you, you know, and so she branded herself as the nice lady, and so as a result, she was going to get, um, you know, eventually outed as not a nice person. And I think that you have to be aware of that. Like, you know, you, you your public character versus your private self are not two things that really in this day and age get to be separate. So you either have to literally lean into your character hardcore yeah. and make that a character character. But if yeah. you're going to pretend that character is you, yeah. you know, that's why, yeah, that's why you get, a, you get the truth on this end because I don't want you to, <laughs> I don't want there to ever be a question. If you see me on the street one day and I ignore you, <laughs> I, I might be having a bad day. Look at how white my teeth are, by the way. It's great. Your great. teeth look great. Thank you. you look great. 200 years in, your teeth look 200 great. 200 episodes in. years in. We did 200 episodes, and we even gave them a little extra. How do you feel about that? I feel like they can go fuck themselves because <laughs> as the king and nice, y'all got to be real. Fuck yourselves. I the love you all. Of, Thanks the, for the king of nice. Tell people what you have going on, you dummy. Nothing for months. Please <laughs> tune in. Um, I actually do. I'm doing a live show. Uh, um, it's called Submission Comedy. It'll be on Zoom this Friday at six. If you want to know about it, follow me on Instagram, and I'll post about it over the next couple of days. You motherfucking you see? fans! Yay, fans! Guys, if you like the Gay Power Half Hour, we always encourage you to go to our iTunes page and subscribe, rate it, leave us a comment if you would like. Uh, we love to hear from you. Um, learn the words bitch is happening on Monday, August 3rd 
our guest judges are Jeez Louise and Lil Miss Hot Mess. So please, it's going to be on Zoom. You have to follow Learn the Words Bitch at Learn the Words Bitch on Instagram. And I'll release the show information 30 minutes uh, on the show stories. So please tune into that. It's going to be fun. Um, I do the Tony Soto show. That's a great show. Uh, what else do I do? Don't talk oh, about your other podcast on our 200th episode. You know, you can buy like my merch. Like don't. <laughs> Just check me out at thetonysotoshow.com. Everything's on there. And I'm the Tony Soto Show on literally everything. And guys, we are thrilled to have done 200 episodes of the Gay Power Half Hour for you. And we're going to do 200 more, goddammit, unless, you know, he really fucks up. I don't know. 200 <laughs> more, more years of this? <laughs> we'll be able to see each other and be in the same right, room. Another, another 100 for sure. All right. Well, <laughs> until, until 201. Bye.